So two weeks ago, I talked to you about the game of life, and we sized up the opponent. That's all he is, is your opponent. And I want to uh, thank Sister LaCrista for a wonderful three-sermon, three-part sermon that she gave. It was a blessing. Thank you for your time and your intelligence. She puts it together so well. We have so many, we are blessed with so many great teachers in this church, ministers and pastors. Uh, it's amazing to have so many under one roof. So when God calls, answer the call. You have what we need. So as I said a couple weeks ago, we talked about the game of life and we talked about our enemy, our opponent. And I want you to see him for what he truly is. He is only your opposition. He has no power over you. He has no authority over you. Save you, give it to him. Child of God, Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit living within you, have you have the victory already. It was won back on the cross thousands of years ago. And we're just playing this game with an opponent who's trying to make you feel and try to make you see that you're something less than what you truly are. But let me tell you, you're on the winning team. Revelations, it's going to be final one day. But until then, God says, you come and you occupy. And we are called to be in this game of life. So today I want to talk about your teammates. Your team. And by the way, it's the winning team. It's already been won. We just have to play the game out as, victor, as victors and not victoriously. And not as anything less. First of all, I want you all to know this is a spiritual battle. You are not battling with flesh and blood. This is not a me against whomever. It's me. It's me, my godly spirit, my spirit against the opponent. He uses people. Yes, he does. He uses situation. He uses even your own family, those you love. He will discredit you. He will try to anyways. He will dishearten you. He will crush you. I mean, Paul even wrote about it, you know, in, in the book. He says, we were crushed even to death. But we learned to lean not on ourselves, but on him. And that's what we have to do. We have to realize this is a spiritual battle. It's played out in the physical. It's played out sometimes in what we see. But there's so much more going on. But I want you to realize that your teammates, your teammates is where you have your victory. It is not in your own strength. Because there are many times I've come to the end of my strength. I've come to all that I can do, God. I can't go any further. can't push any harder. I'm done. And he says, will you let me have the ball now? Can I help you play this game? Can I show you what you need to do? Can I be there for you? That's what I'm for. Too many times we're trying to play the game by ourselves. And this is a team game. It takes Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It takes me. It takes you. It takes your brothers and sisters in Christ 
we're an army together. Alone we can be a prey. Be careful of solitude. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 and 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This game is not played in the physical all the time. Yes, it does have an impact on our physical, our world, but a lot of times what we say and do has an impact in the spiritual God gave us the ability to do that with our words. And I want to talk to you today about your teammates. Now, 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 in the Amplified says, to keep Satan from taking advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. This is what church is all about. It is about salvation and about equipping you to go out and know the enemy's tactics, the opponent's tactics, so that you're not taken advantage of. We have work to do. But if we get caught up in this game in the wrong way, we are less able to do what we are called to do. And I want to talk about your teammates today. I want to talk about God the Father, the sovereign God. The one in Colossians that says he created everything in the earth and on the earth, in heaven and on the earth. He, um, the seen and the unseen, there's so many things. We only think it's what we see, but there's so much unseen that we don't even know about. Things in these things include the spiritual places, the lords, the rulers, and authorities. God created the whole universe. He created everything. Genesis 1, go to it and read. He spoke a lot of it into existence. He spoke a lot of it into existence. He made man and woman with his hands. That's how valuable you are. Made in God's own image. Let's make them like us, he said. Talking to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Because they were all there together to do this. And he sat down. And he spit. And he formed. And he made Adam. And then he soon realized Adam needed a help meet. That's what the Bible called Eve. A help meet. I don't know, I've only been married 30-some years, and I can see where I needed, I'm needed to be a helpmeet. It works both ways a lot of times. You know, that's the great thing about marriage. Sometimes he needs my help, and sometimes I need his. But we got each other. That's what happens when you allow God to put it together. Don't do it any other way, because it's hard enough on its own. But he made Eve to be a helpmate. Took her from a rib. She used to walk beside the man. She used to be a helpmate, a helpmeet, some virgins say. He made everything we see. He formed us in the wounds of our mothers before 
He knew us before he even brought us into the wombs. That's in Jeremiah. He knit you together, Psalm says, Psalms 139, and created you in the darkness of the mama's wound. But he knew you before then. He called you before then. Genesis, let us make man in our own image. And then there was the covenants, the Noah covenant, the rainbow. We get to see every, every time it rains that he'll never perish the earth by water again. And then there's the great covenant. In my book, the covenant with Abraham, that he will be with you and bless you. He will bless the generations. And because of you, Abraham, all nations on the earth will be blessed. That's the covenant we walk in as the Gentiles or the non-Israelite people. We have that through the new covenant with Jesus Christ. Gosh, my team's looking pretty stout right now. <laughs> my team looks pretty great. Gosh, the one who put it all together is on my side. How many times do we allow the enemy to trick us into thinking that that is not so. He wants to pull up stuff that you did in the past that, let me tell you, the blood of Jesus Christ has already covered and the Father, according to the word, has forgotten. He remembers it no more. And he'll say, Sonia, quit bringing it up. I don't even remember that. Why do I let the opponent tell me something that my heavenly Father has already forgotten? And let it be an issue in my life, a hindrance in my walk. Oh, my gosh. So many lies. Do you remember what he was? Your opponent, he's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's a thief. He's a murderer. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And tell me, he works in that order. He does. But we're not talking about him today. I'm talking about my teammates. Your teammates, child of God. In the fall of the garden, he already knew that that was going to happen. It was no surprise to him. But he told the woman and the serpent, he says in Genesis 3 and 15, I put enmity between you and the woman, and her seed will crush your head. Will crush your head. You're going to bruise his heel. He's going to crush your head. Ain't too many people die from bruises. A lot of people die from head injuries. My Savior was predicted at that time. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Believe. Believe. So let me take you to the second teammate that you're running with today, that you're playing this game of life with. His name is Jesus, Emmanuel, Savior, Christ. He is Lord. He's my healer. He's everything that I needed. goes back to God being the I am. I am what you need. I am when you need it. I am on your side. But Jesus came because the first covenant was good. 
but it wasn't good enough. Could you see that he's always reaching to do something better for you, to make it better for you, to make it easier for you, to be part of your life? He's always doing things intentionally for you. He's always pursuing you. The whole Bible was about God pursuing a people. (laughs) As inadequate as we are, he's pursuing us. He's doing everything he can to make covenant with us, to bring us back into fellowship. And not only fellowship, but family. Family. So here comes our other 6'10 player, (laughs) 200 pounds, can shoot from the outside, can knock him down better than Jordan or anybody else. Because he did the slam dunk of all times. He went to the cross. He paid the price that no animal, no human, no priest, no prophet, no apostle, no one could pay. He did it in one time. He dropped the shot three points. I have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit now within me because of that three-point shot. (laughs) That sucker sunk it, didn't it? He won the game. Jesus came, and with him came salvation, and with him came power. The door was open to humans who were not a people, but I have called you my people. I have made you my people now. This is what you're running with. Isn't it so wonderful to think that you have all this, all this available for you? It's in the word. It lives in you, operates through you, if you allow it. That's that game of life. If you allow it. You've got to run with the ball now. Let's go on. Colossians 2, 9 through 15. Let's talk a little bit about Jesus. And, of course, I can't pull out every scripture, but you all know. Um, go to the Word. It's, it's wonderful. Colossians 2, 9 through 15. And I usually read the King James Version. Forgive me, I've got something else up. It says, For in him, talking about Christ, dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, in the body, in his body. And ye are complete in him. You are complete in him. means you lack nothing when you have him. Oh, that lie of the devil tries to tell you you don't. But he is just the opponent, which is the head of all principalities and power, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, Whom hath raised him from the dead? And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven all, all 
You see that three-letter word? All. All transgressions. All. Not some. All. Just ask. All. It's gone. I remember it no more. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against you. Salvation. Oh. Which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. He made a show of it on the cross. He overcame what I could not. He did and walked this life out the way that I can now through him. I have that victory. I have that power. Sin is defeated. Acts 1. Jesus tells the disciples, verse 8, Stay in Jerusalem, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and ye shall be my witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and in the uttermost parts of the world. As if Christ wasn't enough, dying on the cross, winning our salvation, raising from the dead so that I could have everlasting life in the eternity with him. He says, I'm going away. That's okay. I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. He's going to live in you just like we're going to live in you. We're all one. He's going to guide you, lead you, direct you, give you wisdom and understanding. He is going to be the other player. When Just because I'm gone, I'm not going to leave you all alone. In this translation, it talks about dudamus power. That is supernatural power. That is the power to do things that nature doesn't understand. That can't always be explained. In that wonderful power to do miracles and miraculous things. That's the power that lives within you, child of God. But the enemy tells you, you don't have anything, does he? The opponent, he's out here roaring like a lion. He's roaring. That's all he can do. But he's a deceiver. He's a liar. You've got to know who you're playing with. You've got to know who you are. Victory was ours at the cross. Romans 6 and 14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Oh my gosh, grace. Grace is so much better. Grace is so good. It's unmerited favor. It's even though I deserve this punishment, Jesus took it for me. That's my salvation. That's my salvation. That is my salvation. So now, not only do you have victory, but in the second chapter of Acts, we see the Holy Spirit come and indwell. They saw it as fiery tongues that fell upon them, and they spoke in unknown languages. I love it. Power. First, Ephesians 1 and 22 says, All things were put under Jesus' name under Jesus' feet. Philippians 2, 9 through 10 talks about his name being the name above all names. 
2 Corinthians 12 and 9, and this is the one that I list to every day. It says, his power is made perfect in weakness. And Paul says, so I, I don't care about my weakness because I know when I'm weak, he's strong. Here's the ball. God told me what to do with it. I'm playing this game. I'm trying to do it all on my own. But I see that I am not capable of doing it. Is he surprised by it? No. That's why he gave you the Holy Spirit. That's why he gave you the ability, salvation at the cross, victory over death, hell, and the grave. And then put this wonderful Holy Spirit in you. He teaches, John 14 and 26. He brings things to your remembrance. He gives us wise counsel. He's the spirit of truth, John 16 and 13. He guides you into all truth. Ephesians 1 and 13 says that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean, we are sealed? That means we are owned and validated by the Holy Spirit. That's why the enemy fought so hard when you gave your life to God. Because the Holy Spirit come to live in you at that time, and you were sealed. Have you ever tried to open an envelope that's been sealed the old-fashioned way with good old spit? <laughs> they make these wonderful metal things that you open them up. Hey, that, that enemy of yours is trying to pry that seal off. Don't think that he ain't doing it every day. He sees that seal. That seal guarantees you Everything that we've talked about and more. Eternity. It guarantees you everything here, a life more abundantly, and then an eternal life with Him. Ruling and reigning and worshiping and praising God and being servants of God. Oh, there's so much more. He gave us Galatians 5 and 22, talks about the fruit of the Spirit that lives within us. This is all the things that we've got and more. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, which is self-control. All that stuff's in you. Don't let the devil tell you you don't have the ability to stop that. You do. The Holy Spirit lives within you. Self-control is one of his fruit. Utilize it. Is it going to be easy? No. But it's so much worth it. Because I've learned when I can get myself together, I can bring along those that need that same salvation, that same victory. I can be a light and a witness to them. And then my children will be blessed and my great children and the people around me will be blessed. My church will be blessed. My community will be blessed. Because we're just planting seeds. It just don't stop with you. It rolls out, good or bad. Good or bad. This is the team that you play with. This is the team that has the victory that resides, resides in you. Why are we losing at the game of life? Why would we ever lose? The enemy, he's roaring. Don't be afraid, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
John 14 and 23, Jesus replied, Anybody who loves me will keep my, my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come in, unto him and make our abode, our home, with him. Yes, that's scripture. They abide in you, child of God. This victory, this power, everything that he is and was and will ever be is within you. So many times we look and we think that we're all alone. But it's another lie of the enemy. They're not more than you than them. How am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to walk? Let's go back to, uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians 16 and 13. I've got a couple scriptures and then I'll be done. 1 Corinthians 16 and 13. And I want this one in the Amplified. Be alert and on your guard. Stand firm in your faith, your conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things, keeping the trust and holy, fervent, born of faith and a part of it. Act like men and be courageous. Grow in strength. It kind of echoes what we read in First Peter, doesn't it? When we talked about like a lion as a lion but not is a lion a couple weeks ago first peter six and seven and it says humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of god you are not alone and his plan is almost better than yours we may not understand it we may feel like we're walking in blind but you're not just humble yourself Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because the adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Be sober, be vigilant, humble under the will of God. Try not to play the game by yourself. It don't work that way. I'm living proof. Walk circumspectly. Look for him so that you be not deceived. No, be not devoured. Watch for him. Be sober. We are playing this game because we have already won. You've just got to walk around with that victory and take command over whatever the enemy throws at you. You have the victory through him. You have the most awesome teammates. You have the winning team. It's already won. Get in the game of life. Play it like a winner. Don't play it defeated. Don't think that you are because you're not. If I have not given you enough scriptures to tell you that, talk to me after church. We'll look for some more. You are on the winning team. Go in the game of life as a victor, not as a victim. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor that you have won already for us, Father. Help us, Lord Jesus, to see as we walk through this game of life, the areas of ministry that you called us to, 
even though sometimes they may look difficult and we don't look don't even think we're equipped for it lord with you we are equipped for everything and anything help us be the lights that we are called to be and the salt that gives things flavor father sometimes that's the hard part but i take courage in knowing that you are with me and you've never left me nor will you forsake us father that you will always be with us and that I am walking through this game of life as a victor, victor already, someone who has the victory in you, through you, and not a victim. I stand together, Father, with your children of God here today, and we claim the victory in Jesus' name. Amen.